0: Welcome to Sky High Results Online where I interview the best online marketers and uncover their top strategies to drive the growth of their business. I'm your host Victoria Gibson and I'm here to share the best advice for women entrepreneurs to boost their online marketing efforts and get results now. Now here's your episode. Hello, it's Victoria Gibson, and welcome to this episode of Sky High Results Online. I'm super excited to bring um, Laura Trotter to you today. Laura is an environmental engineer turned leading voice on sustainability, and she's guiding thousands of fl- followers and clients around the world to create sustainable homes and conscious businesses. Look, she's a relative veteran in the online world. She founded her first online business, Sustain a Baby, in two thousand and nine, which was all about selling um, eco parenting products online. So she's had that product experience, um, and she's also, you know, crafted Sustain a Baby from an idea into a multiple award-winning six-figure brand. And she sold that business last year, and now she's been able to focus on her popular sustainable living programs. Home Detox Boot Camp, uh, where she guides women to break up with toxins in the home. And her new membership club, which we'll probably we'll touch on today called Self-Sufficiency in the Suburbs, which is an online club that helps parents to live a more self-sufficient life in the modern world. So I'm so excited to have her here and her take, a very different take on uh, online business and um, you know, moving from product-based businesses to online courses, and even a bit of crowdfunding. So we're going to dive into those today. So welcome, Laura.
1: Welcome, Victoria. I'm really, really thrilled to be on the podcast.
0: It's excellent to have you here. And we have you calling in from you live out in Mm -hmm. Outback, South Australia. I
1: do. I do. So it's very lucky we got this Friday and not last Friday when we were without power for three days. So... (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit of a yeah. different experience running a business from in the middle of nowhere, but that brings opportunities as well. There's opportunities in everything.
0: Absolutely. So tell me how you came to focus on sustainability. Where where's that come from? What where, you know, where's the affinity and where did it come from? Yeah, it come actually
1: out? it actually has just come from my childhood. I was always like the kid that was always playing outdoors and always loving being out in the environment. And um I guess I mean, before I crafted my online businesses, I worked as an environmental engineer for 11 years in industry and prior to that, obviously, studying at university. So I've been in sustainability now all up for something like 22 years. So it's um, it's just me. I just love it. Um, I've am always been really aware on the impact we have in this world, and the importance of um, really trying to do what we can to preserve the planet. And even just through my lifetime, I've seen the environment in areas where I've lived and gone on holidays and everything change significantly. So it's always one of those things that I've wanted to help to preserve these awesome pristine areas in around Australia for my kids and grandkids to enjoy. But I was kind of thinking what really yeah. triggered me to really enjoy it in um, get into this area. And it's, it's a hard one. I've had had a couple mentors when I was young. Um, I was a brownie guide and a girl guide. Mm. I hated girl guides, but Mum made me do it. But anyway, um, <laughs> what you know, uh, doing the badges. I just cho- you have to choose the badges that you want to do, and so I, I liked cooking, yes. so I did the cooking I was the badge. Brownie. I yeah, was you brownie, were. So I remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my mum was a brownie leader, so I kind of had to do it. But she was an awesome brownie oh. leader. So I did my I badge. Did yeah. <laughs> You loved, loved it. it. <laughs> yeah, I love brownies, but when I went to guides, the guide leaders, like we never went, ca- we went camping once a year, and so we just sat in a hall every week and sang songs, and it was so boring. But um, anyway, so I did this naturalist badge, and I met this um, – the, the assessor for that was this amazing artist in eastern Victoria, Anamika Mean, and all her art is tapestry art, but it's all of – oh, she's a naturalist as well, so it's all of nature – so I'd go into her home to be assessed for this naturalist badge and all her artwork is just tapestries all over the wall, walls. And um, rather than having ornaments throughout a house of trinkets, it's, she's just got like had boxes of shells and ev- everything collected from nature. So I was in heaven. She was amazing. So I just kept every badge that she assessed I just went to do just so I could go to her house. But at the same time I was kind of thinking um, thinking back what really sparked it. So we had a few family friends that were, you know, in talk talk about how the world worked and all that but I was kind of thinking yeah my mum was really thrifty around the home so I learned a lot about sustainable living from her but it came from more like a frugal angle like um, having to stretch money and you know I, I think eco living and frugality is very different because you can um, be very sustainable but have good quality products you know it's all about the quality not the quantity but at the same time my father was um while he loved the outdoors and we'd go on lovely family holidays he was quite um I don't know how to say this in a nice way but he's quite an eco assailant so a bit of a litter bug and all this other stuff so we'd be yeah he'd just be doing stuff or getting us to do stuff that wasn't great for the environment and that used to make me so angry so I kind of think I grew up with this passion but I also grew up there's a bit of this anger or disappointment that I couldn't ever change my dad but maybe I could influence and change other people so maybe it came from that I'm not too sure but it's always been there I can't turn it off even if I tried <laughs> yeah it's just there well,
0: and that yeah. is the perfect um, you know marrying that passion and bringing it to life as your own business and mm. you mentioned you know you were an environmental engineer so you you've made that jump from
1: corporate. Tell yeah. me about that. Was that, did oh, that come corporate. from
0: parenting or was that yeah. just a decision? Like how did that No, come it
1: came from parenting. I loved my career. I was in the minerals industry and I mean I did really well in my career at uni and even at uni I won a scholarship for a minerals company at the time who was trying to up their numbers of female engineers in their workforce. So they offered three scholarships Australia-wide to female engineering students and I got one of them so I, at university I meant working for them for the summer and then they helped pay my uni fees and stuff like that, which was awesome. But then, um yeah, so I, I worked, went in the minerals industry and I worked for 11 years around Australia. So like things like the West, I mean, and at this time I thought this is an awesome opportunity for me to get out and see greater Australia. And um, I always wanted to work with Indigenous Australians too. So one of the areas I worked for was four years in um. In a mining camp in northwest Queensland, not, you know, kind of 250 kilometers northwest of Mount Isa, 100 kilometers south of the Gulf of Carpentaria, just, and the towns nearby, just a lot of um, um, Aboriginal towns, I guess, like Dumadji and Birktown, Um, but at that mine I worked, they were aiming for like a 30% workforce of, of Indigenous Australians. So, you know, I got to learn a lot about, you know, Indigenous Australian culture and awesome things like that and but work with the community and get them involved in monitoring the impact of the mine and learning a lot from indigenous uh, Australians who point frankly they know a lot more about the environment than we do oh, but um yes yeah. yeah, so that was something I always wanted to do so the minerals industry gave me those opportunities and um, I guess I was in quite a senior role um, at the largest industrial site in Australia so Olympic Dam in outback South Australia yeah. so Roxby Downs when I'm um, we were trying for our first child and then when it eventually happened um, yeah i i kind of just expected to be treated the same in the workforce but i was in um you can't really get a, a blokey workforce i guess it's that or maybe defence is just as blokey as the minerals industry they're pretty much on par it's um it's a, yeah it's a man's world so I was doing kicking ass in this man's world. Like i about to step into upper management. I was even on the you know, being brought into the seat, um, the senior team leading. Sorry, the the leadership team meetings because I was kind of flagged as a creative thinker. Like this girl thinks out of the box. Let's get her in on these meetings. And um, yeah. So I was a bit of the golden girl, but then I got pregnant. So um, and my, you know, I just had a really hard time. I had a very chauvinistic boss at that time who even told me that um, I was taken off training courses. Oh, because you're pregnant, you're going to be leaving the company and all this sort of stuff. So just pretty, pretty rotten stuff. And I, it just made me, uh, I just really, really struggled. And I struggled physically and emotionally. Not, yeah, physically during pregnancy. I also struggled with my changing status in the world. You know what I mean? Always been this um, revered um Professional and you get all this awesome feedback and you know you you work hard you perform you get rewarded that sort of thing to um kind of like oh we're getting ready for you to transition you uh, out you know out of you know it was just hard yeah and um yeah, yeah. my boss was um was it yeah not and my two up boss too they even said um yeah it just said stuff like you know women you you shouldn't be coming back to work you need you should be at home and at that time my husband and I were going to both look at going part-time or trying to juggle it together because I really did want to go back to work but then I think by the time I was 28 weeks pregnant I was miserable and I thought look if I can't enjoy work when I'm pregnant how the hell am I going to be enjoying able to enjoy working at this level in the organization when I've got a baby or two babies two young kids and what if they're sick and what if, you know, appointments or school hours? How's all this going to work? I just couldn't see how it was going to work. So I, I said, all right, challenge yourself, Laura. Come up with an idea so you don't have to come back. So yeah, 28 weeks pregnant, insomnia in the middle of the night. I thought of – I was at the time I was looking to buy, you know, nice um, eco-friendly baby products for my soon-to-be baby. And there was just that gap in the market at that time. There was just not one place where you could go and buy it all. You'd have to hunt down the brands and, you know, ring them up or go into a physical store. And I lived in outback South Australia. That wasn't going to happen. So I, yeah, created that place. I couldn't believe that the name hadn't been thought of. Or as soon as I had the idea, I just grabbed the domain names, grabbed the business name. And I just thought, yeah, I'm no holding back. I'm doing this. So I was really driven right from that start to make this work because I didn't really want to go back. So I kind of mourned. The end of that career a bit and transitioning to motherhood it wasn't that easy but my first baby was so settled and so happy um he just came at the perfect time and I thought this is right you know I don't I can't leave him anyway I'm so in love so I just yeah I know. yeah, it's like that isn't it like, yeah so yeah so I started a retail business I don't know why I never ever worked in retail I had no retail experience whatsoever but that's what I did yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. so online so really it was a, it was an online retail store mm-hmm. so in terms of setting that up what would be your top three tips for someone who's wanting to set up their own online store yeah. and sell product?
1: well things have changed so much in seven years you know that mm-hmm. like when I when I was setting it up it's not like um you know WordPress and WooCommerce and Shopify like Shopify I don't even think existed so I had to go custom built back then so it did cost a small fortune but luckily we had the savings that we we could do that but it's so much easier and cheaper these days but I guess what I did I I outsourced that development right from the start um that was because where I was never I was not a web developer or a graphic designer so I I I, um I saw right from the start that that wasn't The type of work that i wanted to do and it wasn't my zone of genius so i had someone working on that while i was with my new baby so by the time my baby was like six months old the store was ready to launch and and i worked on working with all the suppliers and and sourcing everything so um that was my that's one of my tips so straight up just work at what you're good at what can you afford to outsource um what do you need to do yourself Um, that's one of the big ones online retail again it has changed so much in seven years when I started like all the brands didn't even have their, they, they didn't have their own online online stores so um that was one of the things that changed a lot during the business that all of a sudden it felt like you were competing with your suppliers and sometimes they'd you know they'd undercut you like they'd, they'd have a sale at 50 percent off but your margin might only be 30 or 40 percent. so it was that was a bit annoying so I'd um if you are starting a new store, I'd really, I I think if you can be start to and if you manage to build up a really good profile, start to be choosy who you stock because sometimes the um the the supplier is just um you know it's all great you can work really hard and build up their brand for a few years but then they can turn it around and you know I don't know <laughs> it pays to really work yeah, on those fun. relationships. It's a, that's a hard one and I've I've struggled with that. I know a lot of my friends in the retail space still struggle with that a little bit. It kind of feels like a slap on the hand sometimes. Um, mm. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult
0: one and I guess why, mm. you know, I like I like to um, hang out more in the coaching consulting space. I think it's nice when you can market your own expertise in and yeah. information Um it's a lot easier to kind of
1: stay in your own lane. That, you? so that, that Yeah, you hit the nail on yeah. the head there. That's what that's where I got really frustrated in retail because I didn't have my own products. And right from from about a year into it, I thought I'm kind of getting sick of marketing everyone else's stuff all the time. I mean, but that was the nature of that yeah. business. I was bringing everything together and it was that one stop. So I was blogging right from the start. So, But I found I enjoyed the blog so much more and everyone was asking me questions all the time. So at the start I thought, well, I do, do I bring out my own baby range? Do I engineer some sort of toy or some of this or, you know, some weaning product or what 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 could I do? Um, but then I thought actually my products ended up becoming um, educational products. So, hmm.
0: Oh, great. So now yeah. and then moving into more of yours, becoming the leading voice on sustainability. Now recently yeah. you've just, Created a new membership program called Self-Sufficiency in the Suburbs and you launched that in a very different way, which was mm-hmm. by using crowdfunding, so using yes. the possible um, platform. So mm-hmm. do you want to give us some tips about your experience there? Well, t- firstly, tell us what you did and, yeah, a- and some learnings from that that you, people could take away from us.
1: Yeah, that. for sure. So I guess over the last, oh, it's probably two and a half years ago when I launched my first eco living program that was a home detox boot camp um I've sort of gotten to that you know twice a year launching sort of thing um and that that's been all fine but I kind of really wanted to move beyond that and have an ongoing source of revenue in the business um and for again I'd had this idea to create self-sufficiency in the suburbs for about three years and that was really like like whereas home detox was just about removing toxins from your home and sort of breaking up with, um, you know, some chemical products like laundry detergents and hand washers and stuff and making your own. I saw the vision for self-sufficiency in the suburbs to really teach people how to create a fully sustainable home. So everything from, you know, cooking like sustainable, eating sustainable foods and whole foods to growing some food to reducing their energy to becoming a waste-free or as little waste home as possible To having pets that provide to the home, like productive pets, I call them, so like chickens and worm farms and things like that, but all in the suburbs. Um, So you could do this if you lived in Melbourne or Sydney or, you know, maybe even New York. You know what I mean? So that that was the vision behind the program. So kind of teaching people how to be more sustainable, but still live in the modern world and still have a high quality of life and not have to, you know, move up to a commune in the country in the hillside. Um, But Earlier this year, I thought I wanted to do this and I wanted it to be a high quality. Um, I, you know, I went, I'd been sort of developing product for a while and I just didn't want to do it how I'd done self-sufficiency early on and just prop it out and, you know, have my own little work, you know, you know so, sort of just start small and build it up. I wanted this one to go out with a bit of a wow and a bit of a bang, you know, wow factor. So I wanted to test that concept first um, rather than investing all the money up front into a nice brand and, building the website and also where I, was I going to find all that money from so I thought how can I test this and get the money at the same time and it was just like crowdfunding was just such an obvious sort of thing to do um, especially because I'd grown quite a following over the years I thought if I'm going to invest all this time and money into this I need to know that people want it and and buy it and how better to test it with with crowdfunding I guess at the start I thought gee that's such a scary thing because it's so visible so people can see if it you know, succeeds or if it sort of, I guess, fails but um, doesn't get the money up front. But then I thought, well, what better way is that for me to say if it's not going to fly, I can go focus on something else like like the coaching or something else in my business. I really, really want to create this, but I don't want to create it if it's not going to work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So... But it, but luckily it did, right?
1: So you yeah, set yourself a Yeah, I set a, a target as, of fifteen thousand oh, dollars fifteen thousand was my target, I think, or fourteen fourteen thousand nine hundred. Yes. And I raised um about fifteen thousand six hundred. So it's not wasn't like one of those um crowdfundings um that goes absolutely berserk. So I mean i bought I bought um a a book a few months ago. I think it was Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls and that one like has broken all records I think on on one of the crowdfunding platforms so mine wasn't like that but at the same time it did exactly what it needed to do it pro- proved my project i got the funds i got extra publicity out of it i learned how to crowdfund and um and it was just um yeah it, pretty amazing actually i'm really proud of it yeah. and it also goes to show that it, um you don't it doesn't have to go gangbusters like you know if you've got a blog for example with a great following and you're wanting to raise funds for your very first program uh, if you've got a decent following, a really good idea, crowdfunding can be an awesome way to do that. So show just by me doing it, I think it can show that anyone can do it.
0: Well, I think also mm. what's beautiful is it gives people a reason to get behind something. So as an alternative to a regular launch, you're like, hey, I'm launching this and, you know, you want to get involved because it's going to close soon and it's going to change the world this way, this way, this way. It's like, well, no, actually I've created this um, you know, I'd love your support to get behind it. Here's my story. Here's the reasons why it's come about yeah. and here's, here's what I need and I'm going to gift you with some bonuses for pledging your support. Mm. That's the other thing. Yeah, There's almost like a win philosophy with it in that if people who don't know on crowdfunding what you do is create like, what do, what would you call them, packages or?
1: Yeah, well, um, more rewards. So if people um, like reward. for the example on mine, so I had like for example if they – pledged $10, they got one of my e-guides, um, $25, they, um, yeah, they got an e-guide but they could also submit a recipe to be included in the program and then have links back to their uh, blog or website or things like that and then I just sold some yeah. of my other programs but for less than what they were to buy normally so it was a bit of an incentive to buy on the crowdfunder. and I also pre-sold self-sufficiency in the suburbs on the crowdfunder. So they could buy it by itself or they could buy it packaged with the Home Detox camp. So I had something like um, 60-odd people buy the program on the crowdfunding, which is awesome because it means that I'm launching now. I've already got 60 baseline members in the community before anyone new buys. So I could tell all these people that are buying now that um, you're not going to be in this lonely little place where you're the only person. There's already 60 awesome people plus everyone that's buying now. So the community... Kick, kicks off with a bang with like well we're pushing almost a hundred now just a couple of days into the launch so that's going to be that's great fantastic. yeah because I'm I think, anyone... yeah go ahead oh sorry, I was just going to say um yeah because this whole self sufficiency I'm really trying to about create a movement and a community and that's why crowdfunding is so awesome for environmental or health or social projects because so people want to get behind these things and and see them. Be created and brought out into the world, but um, yeah. So that helped me, yeah, get that community and I guess that um, that movement, all that um, yeah, that that vibe. Just you know, when we're when we yeah. launching, mm.
0: yeah, and it's still it's still open too, so people can join the membership at any time. And really, it's about a, a very different kind of community where you know per, um, parents and just people in general can come mm-hmm. together to work out ways on you know ways to live that are going to create less harm for the environment, kind of break up with your supermarket, right, yeah, and, yep. and cover other ways of living a more sustainable life, but get support and feedback from other people who are doing the same thing. Totally. And I've got, yeah, we'll have the link in the show notes, but it, it is suburbscom So even from a marketing perspective, this is a great site to go and take a look at, um, just to see like a very different kind of offering. Like how how can you, you know, in in, a, in a, um, I guess like a category or a segment or a topic that maybe isn't as common or you think, oh, how can it be commercialised or how can, you know, I provide some great value and, and people still invest. This is a really great way to do that, I think.
1: Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head there because I've always – found um I guess sustainability can it's not that it's not super easy to sell um because it's uh, like yeah. the pain point it's not always um you know oh you know, I've got adrenal fatigue I need to you know see this health person and and you know do this course or you know it's like the pain points are you know not as yeah. acute for sustainability a lot of it's like you know you know improving the world down the track so that's the the end goal really but a lot of the other benefits like you know you can save cash you improve your health you live with less clutter all that sort of jazz it's um it's not as strong an acute point as a lot of other things so yeah i think you've got to be well i found i've got to be a bit more creative with how i sell it and market it but um yeah that's yeah Yeah, that's how self-sufficient in the suburbs has been born trying to be a bit more fun and like it's not it's not um it's definitely not a big Huge thing! are gonna overhaul your lifestyle, and you're just gonna be freaking out. It's just all these little simple changes that you make over time that you don't even notice, but um, you don't affect your quality of life. If anything, your quality of life really improves. Yeah, beautiful.
0: And you know, we've been working together over over the last year. Yeah. And one of those things that's out of that is your sort of transition, I guess, into more of the coaching space, and mm-hmm. um, you know, helping others who have more of a passion for. I guess having a building a conscious business, building a business that you know may help in different ways or have less impact on the environment. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you know how you've sort of made that tweak in your business and and what that's brought about and who that's helped.
1: Yeah, well, I guess I made the tweak. Um, I kind of had it on the radar for like five years down the track. You know what I mean? And then. You mm. just you just pushed me to do it. <laughs> no. No, No, <laughs> no not really. Sometimes. <laughs> no, it's like you said, you need to do this. But it was kind of like um I knew I always wanted to do it and I knew that I'd be good at it because I really enjoyed that part in my engineering career like when I was mentoring young engineers and developing them and and I worked in um like in a business improvement capacity for BHB Billiton for a couple of years too. So on I'm, I'm really big like improving the efficiency in the organization. And I loved all that sort of stuff. Um, yes, but I've used a lot of that stuff in my own online business. But I kind of had that, you had it on the radar a bit further away. I thought, you know, if, I always had this mindset that if I'm coaching and helping others, it's stopping me from making, you know, I want to make the impact in my business. You know what I mean? I want to get get these eco stuff out there and change the way we live. But I guess you really helped me to realise that by helping yeah by helping others create their conscious businesses my my impact is really amplified because I'm one of those people that I'm driven by the impact I'm not really driven by my creating massive amounts of money although if you create money money helps you make more of an impact um because you can funnel it to where you want to funnel it um but I was really driven by the impacts I'm no, I want to help thousands of people change the way they live and stuff like that but now by taking on some of My coaching clients and I've just been doing one-on-one up to this and I have been doing I do have a local group training too but it's um kind of like the um the satisfaction I'm getting from seeing their businesses grow and change and their impact increase by the help I'm giving them is just filling me up in a way I never thought possible so I really owe a massive thanks to you Vic for steering me in that direction and making me do it a lot sooner than I had planned to do it so and I guess I thought um I have to you know, i have done the product business. I need to get, you know, get or need to need to prove myself um, in these online courses and make, make. Kind of had this idea I had to prove myself that I could get my business to six figures and beyond just on my courses and stuff before I start coaching. It's kind of a bit of a I don't know funny block there, but um, yeah, you like most no.
0: people have it. Yeah, but it's not a funny block. Most yeah, you
1: have it. And I yeah. yeah, you're like no, you can help people now. You can help people now. So and yeah so I just um so I just started with one-on-one like and I just sent an email out to my list and got snapped up straight away I said I wanted three clients and I got they filled up straight away so and then I um I thought I want to take this a bit beyond and, and look at doing some group training um in the near future but I'll I just wanted to start small and obviously I live in a small town um in outback South Australia and there's been a lot of Uh, job redundancies by the big employer here in the last few years so a lot of people are looking to start businesses and so I thought I'll just start my group training locally and help help these local businesses and some of these are my friends as well but they're awesome people and awesome business ideas so I started running a small local my I call it micro business mastermind so and yeah they're getting some great results too but you asked about some of my clients so I guess my first client, um, she runs a natural um, skincare business, and at the okay. start of this year, she was really stuck. So she's she's done everything up until now. She's never had a coach. She's done everything by herself. She's funny, funnily enough, an environmental engineer too. So likes attract like, and um, so she's she's got a twelve-month-old baby, um, baby boy, and so she's had this um, skincare range that she's built up from scratch and she makes in her home. So we're about we've worked together um for six months so she's about to launch a brand new website there was a lot of opportunities to improve her website um so that's just about to launch now and um you know she's doing bundling and and things like that so a bit more smart there haven't been able to get her to stop making the products yet and get someone in she wants to hold on to that as long as possible but she has started to get her own some help in the business so help with she got a VA and help with social media and stuff like that to take off the pressure because she was she's a she's a worker this one. But she's also just yeah. about to launch launch her very first online training programme. And um, her expertise is all in, like I said, the skincare and everything. So she's launching a course called Skin Food, which is all about making your own skincare products out of food that you've got in your pantry and your fridge and everything like that at home. So that it's looking awesome. And Fantastic. yeah. So she's just about to um so
0: yeah, no, go
1: ahead. Yeah, so she's just go about ahead. to so she's um, Diversified her business from retail to um, yeah, she's got her first online yeah Education program as well. So she's really really happy. So and then another one of my businesses She was she only she was relatively new in online business um, um, She's a bridal designer and she makes the most exquisite bridal designs but she wanted to bridal gown sorry so she's wanted to change her business to be fully sustainable so everything's sourced from sustainable fabrics and from everything from even where she sources her power to everything so she's going to be a b corp type of business and um yeah so she's getting online so at the start of the year she'd only just left working for someone else so she's starting out on her own and she's so she's gone out on her own she's got um, a website she's got a website up and social media platforms up she didn't have any of that at the start of the year and about to launch her proper website she's just got a couple of pages up at the moment so we're working on the copy today but that's really exciting to get her online so relatively early on for online business for her but still she's been able to maintain customers constantly and you know getting her first customer from someone in London found her on Instagram and getting her to make her gown for her to get married in Italy and stuff like that so she's getting she's very excited so yeah some really good wins Mm. yeah
0: so so really you've got these different kind of areas of your business bringing them together with the same aim of you know of this um push for sustainability and Mm. you know you have a podcast as well so if you want to learn more about the whole world of sustainability you've got a great established podcast there too so I think it's you're a great example of having, you know, different areas to your business, and you've you've had some great transitions there from from corporate to online retailer to now becoming um, your own expert uh, coaching consultancy business as well. So. Mm. Congratulations on all that Thank you've achieved you. so far, especially being a mum of two young children. It's been great to hear more about your journey. Um, just if one thought to leave us with today: what was mm-hmm. the biggest breakthrough in your business?
1: Oh, the biggest breakthrough. Yeah. Or the biggest shift. Whether
0: it was a, yeah. have, like whether it was a report, a thing that happened, or I'd something have
1: to like say that. it was selling selling my retail business as. Like, I was part devastated to do it because when you create something from an idea right up to, you know, selling it, um, yeah, and build, building a brand, like, you, there's so much of you that's invested in it. But I'd kind of lost the passion for it for a while and I was I was focusing on my eco-living programs and there was so much more I wanted to do, to do in my programs but I couldn't really do it with the retail business as well and I had limited time and it just kind of seemed um, – yeah, like I was, I was burnt out too. so when I started working with you, Vic, I was really burnt out and well about to crash. So I have, have have had that crash, I guess, as well. So, but I guess selling that business has just freed me up so much to just focus on what I want to do, and that's to be that that leading voice of sustainability. So where, whether it's online programs or venturing more into coaching conscious businesses so so they can make the impact they want in the world so that has definitely just lightened up and and you were instrumental in helping me sell that too so when we'd worked together I think I'd already advertised and I was getting some bites but I was just so tired and so burnt out you know when you just want something to be gone you're just ready to almost throw it away or just close it rather than work through a sale because you're just so exhausted and selling a business is huge it's a lot of work it's a lot of emotions as well Mm. and you know um you could even have those kind of feelings of failure I'm, i'm selling this but i never really took it where i really wanted to take it and um but yeah i guess you just really helped me and keep me on track no laura this is the right thing this is where you're going and then nurturing me through some of those sale conversations with some of the buyers as well so it was it was tricky but um, definitely, it's just been a load off my shoulders, and I don't. Um, I just look back on the last twelve months and I think, wow, I have really, really achieved a lot.
0: And yeah, there's so much, so much more to have.
1: achieve. but like my mind's still like going crazy with what I want to do. So, but I'm <laughs> a lot more, cl- got a lot more closer to it now, which is great. And things are starting, starting to become easier. Like finally, it's starting. It's not being, it's not as hard well, as it has been be in good. the past to make money. Definitely.
0: Yeah, but that also comes from just getting a a lot more focus in your business. So I think, you know, positioning yourself as that leading voice on sustainability rather than, okay, well, I'm going to sell some sustainable products online, like that's not aligned with that. Whereas bringing in the coaching, you know, creating your self-sufficiency in the suburbs, um, having your podcast, doing, uh, you know, even your guest interviews and things that you do. So that's part of, you know, changing positioning, shifting your focus. and. Um, you've done a great job, so congratulations yeah, and thanks for today. yeah, thanks so much yeah Yes so go ahead. Oh I was just <laughs> saying, saying
1: thanks for having me on here. Yes yeah, so, so you were just saying where if people want to go no, where so to I was find just
0: say, if people want to find you where is the best place for them to
1: find you? Well, the best place is just Online. Laura Lauratrotter. com and that's trotter t-r-o-t-t-a and, um, I guess if you're, if you're a podcast junkie like me, you can just head on to iTunes and my podcast is just eco chat with Laura Trotter and, um, yeah, self suburbs.com or homedetoxbootcamp.com. But yeah, if you just head to lauratrotter.com, you should find links out to everything just there.
0: Fantastic. All right. Thanks for that, Laura. Talk Great.
1: to you soon. Thanks, Vic. Catch you later dedicated to bring the
0: best marketers to you right here on sky high results online if you're a woman looking to rapidly grow your business with powerful online marketing campaigns and the support of a brilliant group of like-minded entrepreneurial women head on over to victoriagibson.com